Hello all, and welcome to this episode of NUMA. I'm your host, Daniel Finnerin, and I'm honored that you've decided to join me today. Food, shelter, clothing. These are the things, indeed the most fundamental and basic of things, without which human life cannot be long sustained. They constitute what are collectively known as our physiological needs, the simple, inescapable biologic demands in the absence of whose prompt fulfillment all other, nobler, yearnings and higher gratifications are rendered not only undesirable, but unthinkable. Abraham Maslow's famous eponymous pyramid shows this clearly enough. At its broad bottom, the sturdy base by which all other needs are raised and supported one finds the physiological needs by which food, shelter, and clothing are neatly comprehended. In his arduous climb upward, Maslow then lists, in order of descending importance, safety needs, a need to belong and to experience love, a need to be esteemed and highly regarded, and, finally, somewhere in the thin atmosphere of a high and lofty summit, the need to be a fully self-actualized human being. It's true. Few of us ever succeed in arriving at so distant and glorious a pinnacle. Although, without a doubt, it's a wonderful point toward which all our noblest aspirations can and probably should be oriented. I want to focus this brief episode today on those needs found at the bottom, the physiological, rudimentary needs on which all else depends. Reinhold Niebuhr, the esteemed Protestant theologian and ethicist, makes mention of these fundamental needs in his great work, Children of Light, Children of Darkness. He was not examining them hierarchically, as was the purpose of his distinguished contemporary and fellow professor Maslow, but so that he might reveal just how easily our basic needs can be perverted into immoderate excesses. And this is the idea on which, 
if only very briefly. I want to focus. The ease and rapidity with which our basic needs, for whose gratification nature demands but precious little, become objects of vanity, pride, intemperance, ostentation, and, if we're not careful, self-destruction. Economic desires, Niebuhr claims, are never merely the expression of the hunger or the survival impulse in human life. No, these desires always take the shape of something larger. Take food, for example. Of this basic need, Niebuhr says, the lion's desire for food is satisfied when his maw is crammed. Man's desire for food is more easily limited than other human desires. Yet the hunger impulse is subject to the endless refinements and perversions of the gourmand. The endless refinements and perversions of the gourmand. Have we not all become gourmands in one way or another? Perhaps we'd stop short of identifying ourselves as infallible judges and pompous connoisseurs of fine food. But we all consider our palate's discernment to be uncommonly keen. Our appetite for unhealthy food has grown, while our taste for what might really nourish us has become less discriminating. We bristle at the prospect of plain, wholesome, unadulterated natural food. We indulge beyond our limits and ignore the obvious consequences the creeping accumulation of pounds. What if our desire for food were satisfied the moment we ceased to feel hunger? What if we allowed hunger to be our seasoning? What if we selected for our meals unprocessed and natural foods? This would be a step in bringing us back in accordance with nature, to whose return, you'll remember, the Stoics are forever calling us. What about clothing? Listen to what Niebuhr has to say about clothing. Man's coat is never merely a cloak for his nakedness, but the badge of his vocation, or the expression of an artistic impulse, or a method of attracting the other sex, or a proof of social position. This is absolutely right. 
our clothes quickly surpass the modest call of a natural need. They're no longer the simple barrier between our vulnerable, hairless flesh and the hostile elements from which they need a good layer or two of reliable protection, but a bespoke announcement of our elegance, taste, and wealth. All of a sudden, we arrive at the point where we no longer are wearing our clothes, but our clothes are wearing us. To borrow an idea from Antisthenes, the Socratic philosopher of ancient Greece, who was featured in a prior episode, we no sooner possess than are possessed. In the course of this undetectable exchange of ownership, we become completely enslaved. Think about all those high-priced garments neatly organized in your closet, for which, if you're to be perfectly honest, you probably seldom reach and in which, save those rare occasions, you hardly ever attire yourself. What is your purpose of owning them? To be seen in a name brand? To confirm, with but a glance at an emblem, your implicit sophistication and your unspoken status? And shelter. What about that? Here's what Niebuhr thinks about shelter. Man's house is not merely his shelter, but, even more than his raiment, the expression of his personality and the symbol of his power, position, and prestige. Throughout the course of the past few years, during which birth rates have witnessed a marked and ominous decline, houses have grown larger while families have shrunk. Fewer people occupy disproportionately larger and larger spaces, and yet we complain of never enjoying the comforts of having quite enough room. We're cramped by capaciousness and suffocated by the immeasurable square footage in which we find it increasingly difficult to breathe. Remember Diogenes the Cynic, whose modest habitation was a ceramic jar. It's the philosopher who knows how to do more with less, who knows how to live in accordance with nature.
And with that, my dear friends, we conclude this episode of Numa. As we depart, I leave you with this. Your most basic physiological needs, the food, clothing, and shelter upon which all your higher endeavors rest, are they ordered and regarded appropriately? Are they useful for the fulfillment of certain natural requirements? Or are they ends in and of themselves? Think about that the next time you sit down to a sumptuous feast, clad yourself in a famous brand, or walk through the door of an oversized dwelling. Please, subscribe to or follow this channel, leave a five-star rating or a review, and above all, share it with some friends. And with that, I bid thee farewell from Numa.